You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Tuesday, October I, you about 30th. Said Wednesday. I almost you saw that almost come out of my mouth. I had to double check. It is Tuesday, uh, October 30th, and uh, man, it's just, it's unbelievable, man, where this football season is going. It's just it's gone by way, way, way too fast. Last night watching that Patriots Bills mm. game and watching Tommy and Billy sweat that thing out the, up there in Buffalo, but of course they found a way. Uh, to pull that thing off, thanks to their defense. Right. I mean, they're absolutely incredible. But uh, you've been kind of throwing around the last couple of days. But you may take a trip up to see the Bills Mafia live and in the flesh yeah, this week. Yeah, I may have to do that. As you know, I'm a Chicago Bears fan coming off the big weekend win against the Jets. Bears are in a prime position right now at 4-3. and Got to have this one against the Bills. And you see everything on social media, Twitter, uh, whatever kind of social media that you want about Bills Mafia really just taking over things and going wild. Uh, no matter what their team is. So I think that I may have to make the five-hour trek up to uh, up to New York, up to Buffalo. And, is that uh, all it is? Yeah, it's okay. just five. That'd it's not bad. It. I've been skiing up there before. It'll be a late night getting back. Yeah, so the game will probably get over at, what, 4, 4.30? Yeah, you'll be in bed by by uh, midnight, yeah. say, comfortably. I'd be back, yeah, I'd be back home, hopefully, by like 11, in bed by midnight. Well, but yeah, you got to get mean, a game of Red Dead in. Of course, I'd have bed. to play an hour. You know, <laughs> Meredith would go to bed. She'd be fine. Even last night, Maddie, that's what happened, man. Yeah. We uh, we went out to dinner, and then we went grocery shopping for today. Also, that's a key. Go eat dinner before you go grocery Very shopping, smart. because if you go grocery shopping when you're hungry, you spend way too much money. Yep. So we went to dinner first. We went grocery shopping, and then she had to get some, some of her schoolwork done. I uh, had to grade tests and everything like that. So she was doing that. She's like, yeah, you can play the video game for a little bit. I'm like, all right, I'm in. So it was about 7.30, and she worked until about 8.30. And she was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to read. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to continue to play this video game. And I was up until like 1 o'clock last night playing it just for five. And then I got up at 7 o'clock this morning and played it, man. I'm addicted. Oh, man. It's horrible. You are addicted to this game. And, uh, look, I don't know how you're not dragging right now because I'm dragging. It's something about Tuesdays, and I think I figured it out. It's staying up all day Saturday, Yep. staying up all day Sunday, watching Monday Night Football. Then Tuesday your body's like, look, bro, I need a break can we get a day to just do nothing? So I think that's going to be my day today. I'm going to get out of here, get a little workout in. I think I'm just going to sleep. And then I'm going to wake up and take NyQuil and then go back to sleep. But see, like, that's the crazy thing, man, is that you don't realize it. It's like, um, it's just like a slow boil with this weather. Is because for so long you live through summer where it's bright out at 6 a.m. Yeah. But now it's like it's getting to about 7.45, 8 o'clock in the morning and it's still dark yeah. outside. Yeah. And I like, I usually, my body clock wakes me up at 7. Right. So I got up this morning, I saw that it was dark outside. And I'm just like, oh man, it's not time to get up yet. And then I check my phone, and I'm like, oh, it's 7:40. It's I gotta time. get it's time to it's time to get out of bed. But yeah, luckily we got a we got a little bit of daylight savings time coming this weekend. So you will we'll get the extra hour of sleep, good, which good. is very nice I this weekend. It. But yeah, man, football season has been just absolutely it's flying a blur. by. The fact that we're week 10 in college football man. right now, we're heading into week nine in the NFL. Scary. I mean, we're more than halfway done in both of those, yeah. both of those in college and the NFL, both, man. It, uh, it kind of sucks to be honest. Right. So speaking of being done, that was kind of a hot topic surrounding Urban Meyer over the last couple of weeks. And you and I addressed the report 
I think Football Scoop had this where there was some in-house yep. uh, beef going on between, you know, whoever it was, coaches, administration, play, whatever the case was, that was out there uh, last week. So yesterday, Urban had his first press conference coming off the bye weekend. I think Dave Biddle uh, from Bucknuts.com, host of the Fantasy Show right here on The Fan that you can hear uh, from 11 to 1 each Sunday. He asked Urban about whether or not he will be the coach next year here at Ohio State, and here is um, his answer to that question. I plan on coaching. You plan on coaching? Yes, you say for sure you'll be back next year at Ohio yes. State? Yes. So there you go. And there was a very subtle yes at the end, but I'm sure Urban was realizing in that moment how heavy of a deal that was for him sure. to announce that right now. So I think this right here is what you and I expected. We were, look, we addressed the Matt Campbell stuff, the yep. Bob Stoop stuff, the Ryan Day stuff, all that stuff we hit on. But with Urban, I kind of figured that he would be back next year. I just think for him it's been a – to this point, a bit of a disappointing year, and I think more of that comes from the off-the-field stuff than it comes on the field. I'm sure he's very upset about the Purdue loss, but, I mean, we just know how heavy of a situation it was this summer, what he was dealing with in his personal life. I think for him um, to look at this year and have all this rocky stuff go away, and then at the end of the season say, you know what, I'm going to walk away, I just can't see Urban doing that because we know how much of a competitor he is, and I know that's been something that's questioned as well. Look, me personally, I'm never going to question a guy's – you know, his fire because of no. some stuff I see on the sideline and the lack of stuff. Now, look, I didn't really like what we heard in the postgame press conference against Purdue. Um, I wanted a little bit more than that. He sounded a bit defeated to me. But just overall, I just think Urban has some stuff left in the tank. He's got more stuff to prove. And I don't think he really wants to walk away until he really uh, hoists another national championship trophy. No, I don't either. You look at what Urban Meyer has done here at Ohio State. We're still, you know, single-digit losses here in the Urban Meyer era uh, since he took over. So, Maddie, this is a guy who we know that is one of the most competitive guys in the whole world. You saw him pacing up and down the sidelines against Purdue. And listen, yeah. you know, football coaches are fans of their team too. Like there's nobody who wants more success for Ohio State than Urban Meyer. That's right. why he puts in 80, 90, 100-hour work weeks to make sure that this thing is a well-oiled machine. And I'm sure that Purdue loss hurt. You know, it hurt everyone. Uh, from the fan base to the players to the coaches uh, to the administration, students, everybody. You think about this team uh, and what they had. They got beat. They got beat against Purdue. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who wants nothing but success for the university. He even said in his press conference you know, yesterday he went on and said, like, I want what's best for Ohio State. And I'll continue to do that when I'm here. But, yeah, those um, – I don't, I don't even want to call them rumors, but, you know, that, uh, that story that got put out there uh, by Football Scoop and everything, you know, and I'm sure they were hearing things, and I'm sure, sure they have good sources uh, on the matter as well. But, you know, I just I'm, – I'm with you, Maddie, that I think it would be hard for a guy who just signed a contract extension last year right. uh, or earlier this year, whenever it was – that he just signed a contract extension and he would give it all up, uh, you know, after this year. Now I know he's had some health problems and that mm-hmm. was the big thing down at Florida, whether it be the heart uh, or the head. And I know that this year he's been dealing with some migraines and been dealing with sh- some issues there. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, you have to realize what's best for you. Is this job too stressful for you uh, to keep going at the rate that you're going, putting in those 80, 90 hour work weeks? Yeah. And so for me, you know, if I'm Urban Meyer, uh, I think it would honestly, Maddie. I think it would be hard for me to answer that question um, yesterday with as as much uh, voraciousness as he did, mm-hmm. because you know it is. It's a big question that bids lobbed up there to him. 
um, a fine guest of this podcast once before. Bids yes. asked all the questions. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough question to ask. And so for the fact for him to say, yes, I'll be back at Ohio State next year. But this is something you have to look at because we know the situation down at Florida. He got stressed out. He was starting to have health issues. He had yeah, to man. sign a contract with his family. You know, And that becomes scary stuff. You can mm-hmm. talk about wins and losses and the pressure that's on here at Ohio State. But nobody wants to see your health deteriorate because of your job and because of the stress. So at the end of the year, he's going to have to do what's best for him. And right there, you heard it from the man himself that he thinks that uh, the what's the best for him and what's best for the program, the university administration, will be him patrolling the sidelines and, next year. And, and I think when you get through the season, no matter how this season ends, I think Urban can leave Columbus for a while, go to wherever he needs to go, and just reboot. And just reboot everything because – Man, he knows what he has here, right? And if he still has a fire to coach somewhere or just coach, period, what powerhouse jobs are going to be open this season? Look, Notre Dame, they're going to be fine. Bam, like all these schools we know, their guys are going to be back. So anything that or anywhere that he would go to me would be a step back because all of the top dogs, I don't think those jobs are coming available anytime soon. Really, even even if you look at those those top jobs, Maddie, what – can you get somewhere else that Ohio State can't offer you? That's what you know, I'm you saying. You have the best right. facilities. You get some of the best fans. Uh, you have some of the best, you know, actual. You have the be- one of the best stadiums in college football. You got that Coliseum right up 315 North from us, from down the radio station. Sits on a great campus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean the, fi- the facilities are off the chain. Oh, They're they off put the chain. Millions and millions of dollars into this. They have thing. everything you can need. Yeah. You've got guys in the NFL that are absolutely balling. So that's going to help you with recruiting. Sure. And the recruiting has been off the chain. So right now, I mean, Urban is to me going to be back next year. Now, how many years after that? That's a whole nother conversation sure. for a whole nother day. But before we take a break here. Here's Urban talking about uh, people worrying about his health and things like that. Well, I appreciate it, and, and uh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, uh, I want Ohio State to be successful in the worst way, uh, working extremely hard to make sure that's happening. I love Ohio State. I love our players, and so the, the issue, I don't want people to worry about me. I want to make sure we're getting some, th- some things right around here. And that's what's the effort. That's what's 100% of our focus is on. And that's what you want from your leader, whether he is in pain or anything like that. He right. knows that he's going to put the program uh, before anything else or before himself. So, no, he, I think this should be put to bed now, okay? So when we get to Saturday or whatever the case is and we see him emotional on the sideline, that's, that's who Urban is, all right? We've right. seen him throw a headset over the bench, you know, in a game before. So, no, this guy's a fiery competitor. He'll be just fine. We're going to take a quick break here. I'll talk to you about Vivacis. We'll come back. Uh, we'll hear from Urban about what they've been working on in practice, the run game, and all that good stuff in the next segment. I want to tell you about Vivid Seats. It's an online event, ticket place, uh, ticket marketplace, excuse me, dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. Vivid Seats helps fans with find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off, $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Go check those folks out right now at Vivid Seats right now. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. So here is Urban Meyer talking about a Urban la- F. Meyer. Urban F. Meyer talking about uh, the practices last week during the bye week. Good. It was, uh, we had a team meeting on Tuesday, you know, um, uh, and the whole get clear the air, clear the uh, bad taste from your mouth and move forward. And that was what was uh, the objective of last week. And then as fast as you can get involved with a Nebraska team that's sitting stride pretty good, good players. Uh, you know, they're a bare defense team that uh, we have to really, that's a very unique scheme. And then they got the Q run, you know, 
we're, we're going into this Q run stuff, the dual threat guy. So it was uh, eliminate, you know, get, get rid of that. Get rid of the bad taste, move forward, and get going. Oh, it brings back terrible memories, Vitek. When you I hear know. that term, uh, the bear <laughs> defense. <laughs> that's, uh, that's no good. Everybody Ooh. knows that story. 2014, JT Barrett uh, gets entered into that season. They're rolling just fine. They face a Virginia Tech team here at the Horseshoe. Man. Uh, that's usually a 4-3 defense, but yet Bud Foster and that defense for Virginia Tech uh, went with the bare front, and they absolutely annihilated Ohio State. It was something that they weren't familiar with. Uh, you saw that Virginia Tech defense just tear Ohio State up in that game. Now, the rest is history from the season. Ohio State ended up having the last laugh. Right. You know the story from there on out. They wanted to, ended up winning uh, the national championship with a great uh, four-game stretch. They beat Michigan, you know, that 59 to nothing win over Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship yep. game. Enter 12-gauge, enter Cardale Jones, one of the most – uh, unbelievable stories in college football. You go Devin down Smith Sugar Bowl, it. Sugar Bowl. You beat Bama, and then you walk off uh, that sucker with a grand slam against Oregon and uh, hoist the national championship. But yeah, you gotta be uh, you gotta be worried. But I think that you know with ample time, Maddie, they should be able to understand what a bear defense is, what the weaknesses are, uh, and they have the definite playmakers to expose a bear front. Sure, they do. And, and I think another part of that clip that I found very interesting was kind of an aired out type of meeting. And sure. I hope there were some veterans in that room that got up in front of the team yep. and said. You know what? This thing ain't over. We got to be a lot better. We heard about some of this stuff last year with Billy Price and JT Baird. Those guys after the Iowa game uh, put a lot on their shoulders as senior guys and came in and said, look, guys, we're just not playing good enough. And I think that has to happen or should have happened last week. And it should have come from guys like Johnny Dixon and Paris Campbell because um, those are the guys, the caps and captains on this team that have been playing well, first of all, because you don't want to hear from guys that haven't been playing well that right. we need to do better. Uh, you want to hear from guys that have been consistent all year long. And even if it came from Dwayne or Whoever it is, somebody needed to step up in front of the room that wasn't a coach and say, you know what, guys, we got to put this on us. It should get personal now. Now, it shouldn't take a loss every single year to get to this point. But now that you got a week to clean things up, I really hope in that team meeting you had guys step up and kind of call some guys out because you should be able to call some of your teammates out without it getting personal because those guys should see on film that they're not getting it done. So it's not your fault or your teammates' fault for calling you out. You just don't want to be a part of the red laser crew in the film room. And for those guys that have been a part of that that are going to get a ton of playing time, they have to step up and figure this out. So sometimes team meetings can go left, they can go right. Uh, You never know. It just depends on the characters that you have on your team. I just think from everything that we've seen from the uh, the veteran lead led guys the last couple of years, I think they could be okay in a meeting like that where things could get a little personal for a little bit. But sometimes you come out of that, you come out of that as a stronger team because they have so much talent. That's not the problem. I just think a lot of the stuff has been mental. So no, that's encouraging to me that they did have that meeting, coaches and players, man. And hopefully everybody's on the same page and fired up come noon on Saturday. Well, for sure, because you want to hear you know your teammates, you want to hear your coaches, and I'm with you the fact that. You know, like if you get a guy like Dwayne Haskins out there, Matty, um, who we know is is very calm, he's cool, he's collected. Mm-hmm. He's even said it himself. He's not really a vocal leader, but he does everything he needs to do in practice and right. conditioning, training, uh, in the weight room to prove that he's a leader <clears throat> on the field and off of it. And you know, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily take a big voice uh, to become a leader. But you're facing a bye week. You're coming off of a very bad loss against Purdue, uh, a team that really just beat you up and down the field. Uh, last Saturday, so yeah, this is uh this is a time 
where I think Ohio State can rally around its people. And if you aren't normally a vocal leader, if you don't like being that guy, understand the gravity of the situation, yeah, understand uh, the temperature of that room. And maybe a guy like Dwayne Haskins gets out there. Uh, he speaks in front of his team is like, listen, you know, I don't want to throw the ball 73 times in a game. Yeah. Uh, we need everybody to do the right thing. Offensive right. linemen, block your tails off. Running backs, run through tackles. Let's go, man. You guys know that you can do it. Wide receivers. We, yeah. Catch the ball. Right. I know that they've had some drop issues here in the past, you know, and I'm going to do a better job myself of, you know, putting the mm-hmm. ball on target. Defense, come on, step it up. You're Ohio State. You're the silver bullet defense. Right, right. Take some pride in yourself. And even when you look at a guy like Dwayne Haskins, maybe necessarily it isn't him, but maybe younger guys uh, who are who are in that room too. Like it doesn't always need to be a veteran uh, leader Great on that point, team. It man. could be a young guy yeah. uh, who steps up and, you know, starts talking. It could be a Chase Young, a guy who's it's only a second mm-hmm. year in the program and says, listen, I know that you know we're without Nick Bosa I get it but we need to step up as a team tough yeah. Borland he's a sophomore he's a captain come on we know that he hasn't been playing the best the linebacking core hasn't been playing the best mm-hmm. get in front of that team motivate them and then when you hit the practice field do every single thing right every rep treat it like it's a game every single repetition understand right. that you're trying to build towards a Big Ten championship and look what's coming down the pipe in Nebraska Michigan State Maryland uh, and then Michigan coming up to your house to uh, really rally this thing around so yeah it's going to be a uh, I think it's going to be an interesting four game game stretch Maddie but I think we will know I've said this last week and I'll say it again that this will be a temperature gauge this weekend against Nebraska on how Ohio State is going to be moving forward for those big three games at the end of the year. No, I agree. And, uh, Duke, we've been pointing out some guys that you should be worried about, especially because the last couple of weeks they've been mainly wide receivers with Tyler Johnson and Rondell Moore. Now you got two cats on Nebraska, yep. Stanley Morgan Jr. and J.D. Spielman, who can make a lot of plays. Before Beam tells you about Sling TV, here's uh, Urban talking about what they can do uh, to fix this running game that's been a problem. It's too late to do that, and, and uh, uh, schematically, we've you know we've adapted some things, but uh, it's a matter of you know two things in my mind, and that's uh, first of all getting the players in the right position. Number two, being more physical, and you know breaking tackles, and that's the so those three things. One is getting them in the right position, make sure we have a structurally the right play call. Uh, number two is get more movement, and number three is running through tackles. And he mentioned exactly what you were talking yeah. about with these running backs. It's not just all in the old line. These guys got to start uh, getting some high knees going and running through those some arm high tackles, knees, man. Get those legs turned. I mean, Mike Weber's thighs and J.K. Dobbins' thighs, they are so thick, That's man. what I'm they saying. Like, it's unacceptable what yeah. they've been doing because, we, because we, we've seen them do better, so we know what's in there. And he also mentions in there, alluding to the will of the offensive line to move people out of the way because that's what it is. They have the talent. It's just a mentality of you are not getting by me. I'm moving you. I'm going to open up these holes from the O-line. So, no, that's going to be a big, big thing for me is this past defense this weekend. And two, man, if we don't see one of these running backs go for 85 to 100 yards in this game, and I'd probably be a little disappointed with 85 yards, but I think one of of these guys for sure (laughs) needs uh, to run for 100 yards this week because I just think that would give confidence to not just those two units, but everybody on the team, man. When you got weaknesses like that, or a unit or a guy picks it up and you know, you know you've really been struggling, I think it can really permeate uh, through the locker room in a positive way. Yeah, and it can do the opposite too if you don't succeed on that. Like if you are facing a Nebraska team, facing that bare front, 
and we're sitting there in the middle of the second quarter, and Ohio State only has 30 yards rushing the ball uh, so far. It can go the absolute opposite way. That Nebraska defense can start getting some uh, a lot of confidence yeah, in man. that team, saying they're not going to run the ball on us at all. So it can go two ways, Maddie. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. This Nebraska game is huge for a temperature check just to gauge on how that running game is going for Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. And uh, no, before we come, we're going to come back. And Joey Bosa, former Buckeye, talking mm-hmm. about his brother Nick, now former Buckeye. And uh, just because it's the first time Joey's talked to the media, he's been banged up and all that stuff. Yep. So he did address Nick's situation. We'll talk about that after Beam let you know uh, about Sling TV. Maddie, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels that you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you can get ESPN, Pac 12, SEC, Big Ten and more stream on your big screen and all of your favorite devices sling tv gives you the live tv tv that you love except only better there's no useless channels no long-term contracts no hidden fees and you can cancel it at any time sign up for sling tv right now and get a seven-day free trial locked on listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on that's s-l-i-n-g.com slash locked on go check our guys at sling tv out You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here, and I just saw this this morning, and I thought we should bring it up because I think, you know, it's kind of been a weirder situation with the Boses. We haven't heard a lot Mm -hmm. from them since uh, their dad came out and talked about the situation. Look, we totally understand that, but I just think coming from Joey now, you know, Joey and Nick, they're working out together, rehabbing together, all that good stuff. Looks like Joey may be available this week. I think it's what I saw for the Chargers. They're going to need that. But here's yeah, because the they had the bye this week. They right? had the bye, yeah. yeah. So I think yep. Joey may play this week. I think that's definitely on the table. Here's the quote from Joey. You have to understand that it is a business, and he has to take care of himself. Do what's smart for him. If anyone had that opportunity to hit the lottery tomorrow – would anyone risk that? He has that opportunity, and that's exactly what you and I have been talking about. This guy's got a golden ticket that has his name on it that's about to get cashed in, what, four or five months, okay? Right. Like anybody that is still upset about this situation, you just don't get it, and you're looking at it from a pers- selfish, uh, personal perspective, and I just think that's the wrong way to go about it, man. He's the 1% of these elite guys that play Division One uh, college athletics, right? He knows he's going to yeah. be a solidified top three pick probably, in the upcoming draft, you and I have looked at uh, a couple mock drafts, and we've seen that his number stock one, is not falling. All right, over the place. Mel Kiper, the most veteran NFL draft guy, still has him atop McShay, of his number board. one. All of them, Matt yeah. Miller, Bleacher Report, you name it. All the guys that you uh, you people listen to when it comes to NFL draft stuff, they're very very high on Nick Bosa. It's not going to change. He just needs to get healthy and go get his coin uh, come springtime. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, this is a. It's not really an argument that we had, but this was something that we've been saying, you know, all the time. I know that there were two people or two sides of the fence to this thing that you thought it was bad of Nick Bosa, you know, to leave his team high and dry. But listen, this guy, and I don't know how many times we have to say it, this guy was absolutely chasing a golden goose here, all right? This mm-hmm. is what you do. You come to Ohio State when you're a five star, you're a four star recruit, even a three star, like our, our, our guy, Buckeye Hall of Famer, James Laurinaitis. Exactly. Listen, that's a three star guy from Wyzetta, Minnesota. Right. And that is a guy who succeeded in the NFL for a very, very long long time he just got inducted into the Ohio State Hall of Fame not too long ago so you look at this you come to an Ohio State for an opportunity to succeed in life whether that be business opportunities whether you be getting a degree in something whether that be becoming a doctor businessman radio host like me which I'm not very successful but a lot of people (laughs) are who come from that great institution Maddie and all Nick Bosa
Bosa is doing is trying to better his future, and there's absolutely no blame on his shoulders at all. And you can look at this Ohio State defense and say, you know, does it suck that he's not there? Yeah, absolutely it does. Who knows what this defense would do uh, with Nick Bosa on the field? I mean, the last time I checked, Matt, he was still eighth in the Big Ten in sacks, and that's 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 a guy who hasn't played since the third week of the college football season. So the fact that he's still top ten in the league in sacks just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, he's, he's chasing something. He's going to the NFL. He will succeed greatly there. This is a generational talent. It's generational wealth. You are changing your family's lives when you get this type of money. So there's absolutely no blame to go around for Nick Bosa at all. Last quote here from Joey before we get out of here. He wishes more than anything he could be there. Of course. But from a logical point of view, it is the right decision. I'm with you, Joey. Go get the money. About to be one rich family, man. I'll tell you that. Hey, they're doing all right for themselves. Go get you some sacks, Big Bear. You've been out for a little bit, too. Watch the uh, the Chargers start to turn the corner when he comes back. Because last year, I think he had like 11-something sacks. Him and Ingram, arguably the best pass rushing duo in the league. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. So, no, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have uh, more to talk about. We'll start to get into Nebraska. Urban talked about Nebraska and Adrian Martinez. And we'll start to uh, hone in on these Cornhuskers because they got some dudes on offense. Scotty Frost coming to the horseshoe. And that can make some things shake. So, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Lock on Buckeyes Podcast. Peace.